The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, of a member of the Wells on December 7, 2014, based on Isaiah 40, verses 1 through 11. The first lesson today is Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. As we enter the second Sunday in Advent, we prepare our hearts as we hear the message that calls us to repentance and promises that the Savior is coming who alone brings us the forgiveness of sins. These words will also serve as the sermon text. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling. In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are like grass, and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall. But the word of our God endures forever. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout, lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God through which the Holy Spirit comforts our hearts is the first lesson, Isaiah 40, verses 1 through 11. Please listen to the first two verses once again. Comfort. Comfort, my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, wash clean in the blood of our risen Savior. There can be a big difference between comfort and comfortable. 
A, a, a relaxing lazy boy is comfortable. A, a cozy sweater is comfortable. But comfort, comfort now goes down deeper, doesn't it? Comfort penetrates to the very depths of our souls. And even when our bodies are uncomfortable, our hearts can be comforted. Yes, there is a big difference between comfort and comfortable. And listen to what the text says. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. How does God's comfort come to us? How does it penetrate into our hearts and sink into our bones? The text answers, speak. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. God's comfort comes to us through his word, his spoken word. And that's brought out again three times in the text here as three times we're introduced to a voice. In verse 3, a voice of one calling. Verse 6, a voice says, cry out. And verse 9, you who bring good news, lift up your voice with a shout. Yes, the voice speaks. This is not some sort of inner voice. The context makes it clear. This is a voice from the outside, a voice that communicates with words. For that's how God's comfort comes to us, through his word. His word penetrates our hearts. Hear his word of comfort, dear friends. Hear it and speak his word of comfort. Speak those words to others. Imitate the Apostle Paul who wrote, The God of all comfort comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Yes, dear friends, speak comfort. That's the theme here today, speak comfort. And what is the message of comfort that we speak? What is that message that we take to heart and share with others? It is the message that announces that our hero has ended our hard service, that he has paid for our sins, and that he shepherds us into doubly rich pastures. Isaiah summarizes the first part with the words, proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed. And then he elaborates on that point in, in the first uh, section here. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level. And the rugged place is a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Those words picture that message. And as we learned in the gospel for today, John the Baptist certainly fulfilled those words. He came in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, Mark writes. And yet John is not the only one that fulfills that call to preach repentance. That is what the Lord has given to his people, his church, throughout the ages, that we too 
are to proclaim repentance. We are too are to share that message that calls to repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Now sometimes we get the idea that repentance or the call to repentance is a harsh and abrasive message, the opposite of comfort and wonder how that could ever work into what Isaiah says here, comfort, comfort my people. But let's just step back a moment. The message of repentance is harsh and abrasive to our pride. Just think of sandpaper for a moment. A sand, sandpaper is rough in order to get out the, the, the or, or, or in order to smooth out the edges of a piece of wood. But now consider our natural hearts. Our natural hearts just don't have little ridges of wood. No. They have stony cliffs and mountains of pride that block the Savior. And we need a message, a message that can level those mountains of pride and smooth it out so that our Savior is not blocked. That's the first part of the message of repentance. And that is the part that is harsh and abrasive to our, our pride, but not to, to harm us, but for our good, to level those mountains. For the first part of the message of repentance confronts our sinfulness. We have broken God's commandments. It isn't that we've simply dinged them up here and there. No, we have shattered his commandments. And so God's law devastates our pride, showing just how helpless we are. We cannot save ourselves. And yet our inborn self, that natural self, still wants to labor hard trying to earn God's favor. Our, our inborn self says there must be something I can do. Maybe if I try harder, if I do my best, if I make more sacrifices, then God will accept me, right? Wrong. The law makes it clear how wrong that is. But what about if I, I am really sorry for my sins? What about if I, I, I make amends to those I've wronged and beg for their forgiveness? No, dear friends, that can't make us right with God either. Those are just the mountains that our pride tries to build up, mountains that block our Savior. No matter how hard we labor to make ourselves right with God, we fall short. It is hard futile, pointless labor. And God's law brings that home. Now, if this is where repentance ended, if this was all that the message was, there would be no comfort. It would only be a harsh, abrasive message that leaves us hopelessly sunk into the ravine and lost, lost forever. But John the Baptist didn't stop when he confronted the people with their sin. The gospel brought out the message that he preached, pointed them to the Savior, to the one who was coming after him, the one more powerful than he was. And so also in Isaiah here, after it pictures repentance, it, it, it talks about, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And that glory did come. Oh, it was hid in a way that the world could not see it. It was hid in a manger, a lowly place. 
But there on that first Christmas night, the glory of the Lord came in flesh and blood. Our Savior, our hero was born. Born to end our hard labor, to end that striving to make ourselves right with God, that striving that is so pointless and futile. Our hero was born. And the angels made that clear to the shepherds. Huh? As the glory of the Lord shone around them, the angels said, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Your hero has come. He has ended our hard labor. He has come to deliver us, to set us free, to end that warfare. He has come and revealed God's saving glory. That it's not our labor that makes us right with God, that our pride, no matter how much we build it up, is just getting in the way. Rather, the glory isn't to us, but to the Lord. He alone saves. The glory of the Lord is revealed. Revealed that He and He alone is the one who saves. What good news for us sinners who cannot save ourselves. What good news for us to take to heart as we hear the word of our God and what good news for us to share, to let others know that the Savior, their Savior, has come as well. But how? How did he end this hard labor? That brings us to the second part here that Isaiah summarizes with the words, proclaim to her that her sin has been paid for. Yes, we, by our hard labor, cannot pay for our own sins. We cannot make up for them. But Jesus did. But that raises another question in our minds, huh? How can that be? How could someone else pay for the wrong that I've done? And if that's true, how can I be sure of it? Because there's nothing sure in this world, is there? Everything fades away. Everything eventually breaks down and, and wears out. Even our bodies wear out. And even our most uh, greatest accomplishments lose their luster over time. The greatest advancements of civilization, the, 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 the flowers of human ingenuity and creativity will wither as the winds of time. Will wither as the winds of time.
minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.